Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. Well, good afternoon. Happy Hump Day. Thank you for joining us on Let's Talk, the Tony Michaels podcast. The Tony Michaels here. And we have a ton of news to get to today. And I know the common theme of today's show is going to be hypocrisy. Because it seems to be the theme in the country right now is hypocrisy, hypocrisy, hypocrisy. And there's a lot of hypocrisy going around, mainly on one one side. But there's a little bit, there's a little hypocrisy on the other side as well. And we're going to get to all this hypocrisy hopefully today. We only have an hour, but maybe, maybe, just maybe we'll be able to touch on all the hypocrisy. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. There's so much of it. Uh, we have we have Christy Nome and Corey Lewandowski in the news. Uh, we have Matt Gatz getting stuffed in a trash can by Mark Milley. Uh, just before I came on, I watched a clip of, uh, Jim Banks, uh, defending Nazis. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. You really can't. You got Bill Cosby, uh, defending R. Kelly. We have, we have, uh, the all or nothing strategy from progressive Democrats. Uh, so there's, there's plenty of this. There's plenty of this to go around. And I'm sure, I'm sure today we'll get to a few parts of it, but... It just won't be as as extensive as it can be in an hour. That's why I've been doing the live Twitch streams, not every day, but a lot of days during the week, and maybe we'll start scheduling it where it's at a certain time so you guys know when I'm doing it because I've just been doing it whenever I get a chance and I start surfing Twitter, and I, I just stream it. Uh, but go download the Twitch app, or you can watch on Twitter. Check out the... Uh, the stream that I do where I where I surf Twitter live because that's going to give you a lot more commentaries on each one of these topics because there's just not enough time in one hour of a week to <laughs> to manage to fit in every single story, every single little nook and cranny of commentary that we have. Uh, so we don't do the podcast every day. Maybe we should. Uh, but I do this live stream surfing Twitter thing, whatever it is on Twitch. It's also streams on Twitter. So if you if you want to download the Twitch app, you can find it there, the Tony Michaels. Uh, go check that out or check it out on Twitter. A lot of people have been watching it over there. I don't know if I'm doing it right or not. I'm, I'm not sure what live streaming was exactly. I thought Twitch was a gaming thing, but uh, it's it's more than just gaming. It's more than just gaming, so I've been streaming over there so you guys can listen to me rant and rave about every little topic that comes up on Twitter. But we have a lot to talk about today, this week on Let's Talk, the Tony Michaels podcast. Again, 
We do this show every week on Wednesdays, 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Last couple weeks, we've had a special guest episode. We're not going to have a special guest episode this week, but it looks like we will next week. Next week, it looks like we're going to have a special guest episode on Friday. As you guys know, if you've been listening, uh, we have guests on, and I pre-record them and then air them on Fridays at 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern. So the same exact time we do the live show, we just do it on Friday, and I stream it live. But it is recorded, and it looks like next week we're going to have a guest. Um, We're working on getting that guest, so we'll announce that next week as it comes along and we get our recording done uh, for that show. But this week we don't have a special guest episode, but it looks like next week we will. So I'll be announcing that, so tune in next week to the live show at Wednesday, 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern. And also if we do end up having that guest episode next week or the week after, but I think it's going to happen next week. Tune into that as well. So be aware that next week we have a special special guest episode. This week we do not. So let's get into the topics of today. And again, the overall theme is hypocrisy. And it always seems to be with some of these fucks. Uh, the first story with Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. I don't even know that I, that I have to even go through this much. I mean, it, it's not surprising that a shitbox defends another shitbox. Of course a fucking rapist is going to defend a fucking rapist. Do I need to say any more than that? And do we need to pay attention to what the fuck Bill Cosby thinks about rapists other than that? that, that that's probably we can lay that to bed. That's enough commentary at that point. Because fuck R. Kelly and fuck Bill Cosby. And fuck anyone who did anything like what they did. Fuck them. There you go. There's my commentary on Bill Cosby. Now, we also have the hypocrisy of uh, Corey Lewandowski and Christy Nome. Uh, this week, we've got a lot of South Dakota Christy Nome news. Apparently, her daughter was trying to apply for a real estate uh, appraisal license. They turned her down, probably for good reason. I don't know why. They just turned her down. I mean, you know, there's probably decent hurdles that you have to get over to act like you know what you're doing when you're appraising real estate in a in you know, when it's licensed by the state. But apparently she was denied this license. Christy Nome did not like that, so she used her authority to bully the board that uh, appoints this license to people who appraise real estate in South Dakota. And also, it seems like uh, after it, after she bullied them and pressured them, they gave her daughter her license, and the person who was in charge of that got fired. Um, so they have that scandal going on. And it, I, I don't know if it appears that there's any crimes being committed other than, you know, spending your political capital for your daughter to get her appraisals li- appraiser's license when she could have just reapplied, I'm assuming. But you're spending your political capital there. But we find out also, and this may be a cover story for it or not, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows with these fucks? I mean, we had the pussy grabber and tre- chief win a presidency after everyone heard him on tape say he grabs women by the pussy. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe this is a strategy to cover up the actual story of her bullying the board to give her daughter the appraiser's license and maybe a payment was taking place. I don't know. Some people are saying that. It's not very unclear what's happening with that story at this point. Maybe that's why this other story gets leaked. About her schlubbing Corey Lewandowski, which is the former Trump campaign manager. You know who Corey Lewandowski is at fucking shitbox. I mean, it really isn't surprising that someone like Corey Lewandowski is running around taking advantage of women in the Trump orbit. I mean, he he supposedly 
with Hope Hicks and some others. He's accused of uh, physical assault with women. It's not surprising that this guy is a homewrecker, if that's the case. And it's not surprising that Christy Nome, who runs around riding on horses with American flags and cowboy hats on, talking about a American Christian values, is having an extramarital affair with, with the Trump campaign manager. It's not surprising at all that that level of hypocrisy exists in Christy Nome. And, and the, the problem is here for Christy Nome is she's trying to be either a presidential candidate for 2024 or the vice, pre- the vice presidential pick for Grandpa Poopy Pants. And if that's what she's going for, that might work. I mean, because these QAnon MAGA pedophile defending uh, extramarital affair pussy-grabbing defending people out there to, to vote for Trump, these Trump umpers, these evangelicals, these hypocritical evangelicals, they're more likely to probably vote for Christy Nome if she has some of this, you know, salacious stuff in her story where she's having an affair with Corey Lewandowski, the former campaign manager, which will probably be the campaign manager for Trump in 2024 if he gets criminally indicted and decides to stave off a criminal indictment by running for president. That's right. I said it. That's why he's going to run if he runs, is to stave off any kind of federal criminal indictment because he's going to believe that, oh, well, if I'm running for president, they can't touch me. And that, that's what's going to happen. And that's the only reason to run. That's the only reason to be president in the first place. That's the only reason to... to Attempt a Cheeto dust kangaroo coup. That's the only reason. It's to remain president so you're not indicted. I mean, that's the fear here of these motherfuckers. Now, speaking of hypocrisy, I want to touch on something here that is very important. But before I do that, I want to tell you what we're going to do after I have the discussion about unity. Unity! A lot of people are disgruntled out there in this country of who they voted for, who they didn't vote for, or whatever. I'm going to try to lay that to bed today. I'm going to try to get a message out there, so if you're watching this on Twitter, or if you're watching this, go share this son of a bitch, because I'm about to lay it all out. But before I do, I want to tell you what we're going to do after the unity conversation. Because I want you to stay tuned here, because I am going to show the entire fucking Matt Gatz clip from earlier. And I'm going to rip him to fucking shreds. Every single piece of that fucking clip... We are going to tear apart. Because I watched it several times today. And number one, I don't know why the fuck he's questioning anybody. But we're going to get to that. So I want to let you know that we're going to watch that clip. And I'm going to tear him the fuck apart. And I'll probably get to Jim Banks too. Because uh, I don't have that clip uh, handy. <laughs> but I watched it. And uh, I want to comment on it. And, and maybe maybe we'll watch it tomorrow on the, the live stream. And I'll tear him apart again because, oh boy, well, am I going to enjoy tearing into Jim Banks here. It's going to be really fun. So stay tuned to that. But let's get back to unity here because there is a little hypocrisy on the Democratic side here. And a lot of people, I've even got private messages saying they're just, you know, oh, the Democratic Party is really disappointing me. And what's going on here? Why, why, Why can't we get this done? And why can't we? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is, uh... We, we need to make sure that we unify against fascism here. This is not, this is not a, a thing where we, act, we get to pick and choose exact details on every single piece of legislation, on every single piece of, of societal measures here. We do not get to pick and choose. There's only one choice that we have, and that is to still continue the fight to defeat 
fascism in this country, and it is disguised as Trumpism. Right now in this country, we have fascism wearing a MAGA hat. Trumpism. And it's continuing, and they're really pushing it. I mean, good God, they're, they're selling the shit out of, out of fascism in this country. You have uh, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, uh, Mike Lindell, and, and Mike Flynn running around the country basically promoting a Cheeto-Dust Confederacy. Mike Flynn even saying as much as we, basically saying we need to overturn the Constitution of the United States because it doesn't work for us anymore. We need to have a confederacy. That is what he is saying in a clip where he's at this conference at the CCPD or some stupid shit. I don't know what the fuck it is. Some kind of Nazi group. These are fucking Nazis. They're fucking confederates. They're fucking fascist. Okay? They're disguised as Trumpist with their fucking MAGA hats, but it's fascism. They want to overthrow the United States of America. They tried it on January 6th with the Cheeto Dust Kangaroo coup. And now they want the Cheeto Dust Kangaroo Confederacy. That's what they want. Because they don't like the others. That's fascism. And the others are liberals. Jesus Christ, they're running commercials on Newsmax and OAN basically saying that, that if you have the liberal ideology, you are an enemy of the state. Which is fucking insanity. Because there's no liberal running around saying we need to overthrow the Constitution of the United States. Or that we need to king Joe Biden, or or crown Joe Biden king and make him the dictator. Not fucking one. It's actually the opposite. It's actually the opposite with this unity thing. Because there's progressives that are trying to stall Joe Biden's agenda here. Which, right, wrong, or indifferent, they have the right. They have the right as an elected official to make their, to make, to make their their opinions known. They have the right to stake what they say they were going to do. But look, the American people elected Democrats, specifically Joe Biden, not because they love Joe Biden. Not because they love you progressives. Not because they love Democrats. It's because of neoliberalism. And if you are so fucking, if you are so fucking out of touch with self-awareness that you do not realize that neoliberalism is what delivered us Joe Biden as opposed to Trump? Because 81 million people did not vote for Joe Biden. That's right, I said it. 81 million people did not vote for Joe Biden. They voted against Trump. They voted against fascism. Do you understand that? So the progressives out there better get off their fucking high horse and they better get off it soon. And the reason why is because they have to deliver for the American people what they said they were going to deliver. Because it's not just progressives out there that are waiting for these things to happen. It's not just progressives out there waiting for this infrastructure bill. Waiting for a voting rights package. It's not just fucking progressives. We have moderates. We have anti-Trumpers. We have Trumpers who are going to love They're going to love this infrastructure package when it passes. They're going to act like they don't like it. But believe you me, believe you me, when this thing passes, you'll have all these Republicans going all over the country during their 2022 race talking about how they delivered infrastructure. They're going to. Mark my words. Because it's popular. That's why. You don't see any of them out there uh, railing against the child tax credit. You don't have any of them going, oh my God, that child tax credit's awful and we need to get rid of that thing. We need to not put money in your account every month to help you raise your children. Nope, not one. Not fucking one of them. Not one of them. They'll say things like, oh, socialism, bad. 
This infrastructure builds socialism. Socialism, socialism, radical commies. They'll say stuff like that. And they're not just talking, they're not just talking about the progressives that are the ones holding this bill in the house. Now, I have high confidence. High confidence, folks, that this is going to cave. Just like Mitch McConnell and the Republicans are going to cave on the debt ceiling. Will the government shut down? I don't know. Will it shut down for more than a week? Really fucking unlikely. Really fucking unlikely. Here's the reason why. It's because the people who have the interest of the government staying open are going to go to Mitch McConnell and the Republicans and say, Hey, hey, we had fun and all. We had fun and all with your little game with the debt ceiling and not paying off the debt. But uh, you're stopping our payments. You need to turn the faucet back on. And I'm talking about the 1%. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be a little pissed off when the government shuts down and they're not making the money they want to make. (laughs) It's going to happen. And the Republicans are going to get blamed for this. There's 81 million people that are on to the Republicans here. Progressives who aren't doing infrastructure in the House because they want one bill to pass before the other. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here with your with your fucking your your show politics. This country did not want that kind of politics. Let me let me rewind the clock a little bit and remind you of what happened in in in, in 2020 with the Democratic primary in this country. Are you ready? Are you ready, people out there who want to know the fucking truth, who want it straight? Everyone thought Joe Biden was done. Bernie Sanders was going to win California. Bernie Sanders was going to win Texas. It was over until they got to South Carolina. And Joe Biden slam dunked South Carolina. And then slam dunked state after state after state after state. And it ain't because Joe Biden is some kind of special human being. That's not why. It's because what Joe Biden was saying and the message that Joe Biden had versus the message that Bernie Sanders had. Bernie Sanders had an all or nothing message. It's all or nothing. And the American people are like, no, no, no. All or nothing is not good enough. All or nothing is not good enough. We want something. It's been a long motherfucking time since we had shit done in this country and we want shit done. And so far... So far, progressive Democrats who want to try to stall this thing and spend your political capital to stall this thing. By the way, the president that the people elected in the primary, the candidate, Joe Biden, that they elected to do something, not nothing. The candidate they elected has done a lot and done a lot of shit that he said he was going to do already. So if you think you're going to hold up this infrastructure and this reconciliation package against... 81 million people who voted for the guy who said he's going to get shit done and has been getting shit done? Good luck. Good luck to you. I wish you well in your political career. Because your constituents may think that's great, but the American people are not. Just like the American people are not going to put up with Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema hanging on to this filibuster much longer for voting rights. Or for anything else for that matter. Hell, two months ago, three months ago, most of the people in this country would have settled for some some sort of compromise on the filibuster to be a standing filibuster the way that it used to be and the way it was intended to be. Not anymore. They want that motherfucker dead. You're only pushing the argument on the other side. So Democrats, whether you're Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema holding up what the American people want because of your stupid fucking idea that the filibuster has to live, 
We gotta have the filibuster to have democracy, even though the filibuster may kill democracy. Uh, it makes a lot of fucking sense. The American people are not gonna put up with that shit. They're not. There's gonna be an election here soon. And you're gonna see it. I think you're gonna see it in Virginia. I think you already saw it in California recall. Three to one vote. The same way progressive Democrats in the House, if you don't, if you, if you, if you accept nothing, all or nothing, Burn it all down, all or nothing strategy in the House with these infrastructure bills, which I don't think they're going to do. There's one thing that Nancy Pelosi is good at and absolutely destroying, destroying Republicans. She's the GQP kryptonite. 100% full stop. They can't manage her. But there's another thing that can't be, that, that can't manage Nancy Pelosi either. And that's progressives in the House. I believe she will whip these people into shape. The same way that the, the richest 1% will rip, whip Mitch McConnell into shape and get this debt ceiling raised. I have full confidence. Now, uh, what price us American people pay in the, in the process is the question. And that's where you're going to pay. That's where you're going to pay. You're going to pay political capital by making the American people wait for you guys to have theatrics. So you can continue to have your theatrics and just piss the fucking voting block off. You can do that if you want. Or you can just admit that you were wrong. Just admit you were wrong. Hey, the American people want this. And it's better to have something than nothing. This all or nothing strategy is not going to work. Just come out and just admit it. It's fine. We we won't hold it against you. And you know what? Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, if you guys come out today and say, Hey, that filibuster thing, I was just bullshitting. Let's get rid of that thing. Done. Done. We're good. We're good from here on out. This is not that difficult. It really isn't. It really isn't to get political capital in this country right now. This this country is not divided. It's united against fascism. It's united against Trumpism. They want to overthrow the Constitution of the United States. That's what they want. That's what Trump wants. That's what that's what the fucking Trump pumpers want. That's what the GQP wants. Because they know, they know if they don't undermine the Constitution, they won't have power. Because the majority of the country isn't buying what they're selling anymore. And they fucking tied themselves to what they're selling when they nominated Trump to be the fucking candidate of their party. I mean, even fucking Lady G, Lindsey Graham said it. If he becomes our nominee, it will destroy our party. Now, I mean, he said that back then and he knows that now, but he's not admitting it. Just like Mitch McConnell won't admit that, yeah, we're going to have to raise the debt ceiling. (laughs) That is something we're going to have to do. If we want to keep getting money from our donors, that is something we're going to have to do. His donors are not going to let him destroy the credibility and the credit of, of the United States of America. They're not going to let that happen. And he will be blamed for it because he will cave. The same way progressive Democrats in the House will cave on this bill. They're going to cave. Somewhere, something's got to give. You cannot do an all-or-nothing policy. It, it's not a thing that you can do anymore. We voted against that. We the country. We nominated a nominee that was the opposite of that. The other nominee was selling all-or-nothing. All-or-nothing, all-or-nothing, all-or-nothing. And it got voted against. It was not a thing that happened. We voted for the candidate that was the opposite of all or nothing. And then when it came to the general election, we voted for the anti-fascist candidate. 
So you could say there's unity in this country, and there's a lot of it to go around. There's a hell of a lot of it to go around. It just is not with fascist. It's not with fascists. So Mitch McConnell, my suggestion is, and Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin, my suggestion is, if you want to survive politically, you might want to be on the opposite side of fascism. Oh, and by the way, progressive Democrats in the House with the infrastructure bill to deliver infrastructure to the American people. Because let's let's remind them what's at stake here. This isn't this isn't like some kind of show thing where they're naming a post office. We're talking about over $5 trillion of money that is going to funnel down into the American people and to the communities. Red states, blue states, metropolitan areas, rural areas, $5 trillion is going to funnel down into infrastructure. And I'm not just talking about roads and bridges. We're talking about healthcare, uh, internet, education. There's a ton of infrastructure money that's going to dump into communities all around this country and is going to lift up the American people. Got it? We haven't had a real infrastructure bill in a long time. A real one. A fucking real one. A real investment in the American infrastructure. And by the American infrastructure, I mean the American people. And if you progressive Democrats are going to say, well, it's not worth it. Let fascism have it. Let the Republicans have a win. Let that bill die and let the Republicans win. Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. A loss on this bill and a loss on the work on the infrastructure package and the reconciliation bill that's already been done by people in the Senate and in the House, Democrats only because Republicans aren't there to help. They don't give a fuck about the American people. Why would they have anything to do with this bill? You're with them. You're with them. That's that's the side you're on when you're against this bill. Because, oh, I'm going to vote on one before the other. Or, oh, it's got little things in it, and I want this thing in it, and I don't want that thing in it. Get the fuck out of here. Quit being little children and do the thing that you got elected to do, which is go get infrastructure and go get real fucking policy for the American people. Enough of this all-or-nothing politics. Bullshit. We are not a divided country, folks. I believe, I believe that we are united against fascism and united against this fucking shit where we, it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. We're united against that shit. That's what I believe. I think that's the truth. Man, you may disagree with me. I don't give a fuck. You think the guy who has fuck him on his hat gives a shit? No. We should be intolerant of the intolerant. And we should unite where we can unite and say fuck them to the ones who won't. Fuck them. Fuck them. You don't want to unite for the American people and get deliver them the things that they want and need. Like, the, like you did with the coronavirus package. You did it with coronavirus. You did it. You did it when you supported Joe Biden to get out of the Afghanistan war. You did it. You've done it over and over again just in this fucking nine months. It's time to do it again. It's time to do it again. It's time to unite. Force these Republicans to make a vote again and again and again and again on the debt ceiling. And until they cave, it'll be blamed on them because they'll be the ones who cave. They're the ones who voted against the United States paying their bills. That they already fucking ran up the credit card debt for. To give tax breaks to the rich. 
Are you listening, progressive Democrats? You're on their side when you're saying no to this bill. That's what you're doing. You're on their side. You're giving them a win. If we are going to win and we're going to take power, we have to win. We have to win. At every stake, every moment, every spot, everywhere we can, we have to win. And by we, I mean the American people. We have to win against the fascist. They want, they want to tear down our democracy. Are you listening? Are you paying attention? They want to tear down our democracy. And the best way, the best way is to deliver to the American people what the American people voted for. And they will continue to vote for that thing. 81 million. 81 million. Do you hear me? I think this is going to be the biggest turnout in a midterm. And in, 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 uh, it's going to be a record. It's going to be a record. So where do you want those votes to lie? Where? Where do you want those votes to lie? Progressive Democrats? Huh? The all or nothing strategy? Is that what you want? To suppress your own vote? Or do you want them to suppress their vote? Because they're, they're breeding incompetence in the vote. They have a strategy of no, 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 nothing, no policy. They, they voted. They voted for the American economy to crash. Janet Yelling is saying by October 18th, this thing's going to get real. Real fucking fast and quick and in a hurry. And I would imagine by October 18th, Mitch McConnell gets his shit together here. They always get blamed for shutting down the government. It's because they're the ones who shut it down. How how in the fuck how the fuck do they think they're gonna sell this? All oh, Democrats shut down the government. They love the government so much. Them big government Democrats love government so much that they shut it down. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And how are you gonna sell progressive Democrats that you did nothing? Huh? We didn't do anything because all or nothing. How is that going to sell? Think about it. You're going to have the biggest vote voting block in the history of a midterm, and you're going to sell nothing, 100% or nothing. It's all or nothing. We don't want you to have anything if we can't get exactly what we want. Well, that ain't how it works. That's not how a republic works. That's not how a democracy works. That's not how compromise works. That's, that's not how it works. And the reason why their side is freaking out so much, the reason why white privilege is running rampant around this country is because they don't understand that you don't get what you want. You don't get to do whatever the fuck you want to do. That's not how it works. That is not... You have consequences of your choices. Your choices have consequences. That's how it works. And sometimes you have to make choices you don't want to make and sometimes the choice you make isn't always the best. But it's the best in the moment and the best you can do at the time. Just like right now, they can't get children from age 5 to 11 vaccinated yet. So the best choice they have is to make them wear masks in school so they don't get sick. To, to mitigate that risk. It's not the greatest choice, but it's the choice you have to make. That's what you have to do. Well, if we can't, if we can't have them just safe to no school at all. All or nothing? Get the fuck out of here. No, no human being runs through life doing an all-or-nothing strategy on anything. Their job, their family, their work, their mortgage, all-or-nothing doesn't work. 
that's what they're doing. Their message is, we're going to sell nothing. We're going to do everything against everything. We're against everything. We're against everything. So get on board. Get on board with them. Get on board. Because the American people are going to make you pay. So you better find 10 fucking votes. I think it's about 10. I think Nancy Pelosi will find them. I have the utmost confidence. I'm not always a Nancy Pelosi fan. But there's one thing good about Nancy Pelosi. She knows how to get shit done. You you can't you cannot say that she does not know how to get shit done. She definitely knows how to move the ball forward. And I I have confidence that she's going to whip these members into shape here. Whip them into shape and make them realize that it's not only good for the country but it's good for you politically. Because the people who voted for Joe Biden, the 81 million people who voted for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris to get infrastructure done, they they want infrastructure done. They want that done. They, that 81 million people want that done. Maybe that's a good way to sell it. I don't know. Alright, let's get to the Matt Gatz uh, clip. Because... <laughs> oh, this is... Oh, this was bound bound to be uh, great theater here uh, when you're talking about a committee hearing when Mark Milley and Secretary Austin show up to... Uh, uh, to defend themselves for the Afghanistan decision. And uh, Matt Gatz and even Jim Banks, uh, i seen a clip of him, turning themselves into circles and, uh, and and tying themselves into knots and pretzels here with hypocrisy is absolutely a guess. So I, I made the decision today. I was just going to play the little clip where Mark Milley just absolutely slam dunks on Matt Gatz. But I said, you know what? I actually want to take the entire questioning and break this apart of how this, number one, why this motherfucker even can question someone in the committee. How in the fuck is it that someone under under federal criminal investigation for, for sex trafficking, which his co-conspirator in the case has already pled guilty to, is even allowed to question anyone on anything? At the bare minimum, the bare minimum, this he should be suspended from his committee assignments until an ethics investigation is done in the, in Congress. Bare fucking minimum. He actually should be expelled and and probably arrested and prosecuted. I'm not sure why we haven't got to that point yet. It appears to me that Matt Gatz is actually turning state's evidence on somebody here. That's right. If 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 Matt Gatz has evidence on you out there, it appears to me. The evidence would suggest that it it looks like to me that he's turning evidence on somebody. So if you if you if you're higher up the chain than Matt Gatz in this Joel Greenberg case, you might you might want to make that consideration. You just might. I don't know. I'm no expert and I don't know anything, but I do it does seem to appear that he's turning evidence on somebody. Otherwise, if the if the Joel Greenberg case is credible, he would probably already be under federal indictment. I can't even imagine how many proffers that Matt Gatz may have done already. Now, why he's questioning someone, he should be expelled from Congress, but at a bare minimum, he should not be questioning anyone on anything in any committee hearing. Just like fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene, who interv- it was interviewed by Cat Turd. I'm not shitting you. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Hooffoot Green, was fucking interview by cat turd this is a real thing this I'm, I'm not shitting you you think it's fucking I 
Marjorie Taylor Greene was interviewed by Cat Turd. Fuck, and you think I'm crazy having the word fuck em on my stuff. <laughs> interviewed by Cat Turd. Maybe I could get maybe I could get some uh, candidates on my show. Holy actual fuck. But we have Matt Gatz. She's she can't even be in a committee. She's not even in a committee, but we have Matt Gatz, Mr. Venmo receipt, who allegedly has Definitely, allegedly broken federal laws, sex trafficking laws. But I would say that uh, committing sex trafficking laws, if those allegations are true, they would be against congressional ethics. And you might want to suspend that person from being able to ask anything to anybody on any committee anywhere. I mean, he shouldn't even be questioning the dog catcher about how they pick up dog turds in the pound. Okay? Okay. Now, I'm going to play this entire clip, and it is a long clip. I think it's like five minutes here. But once we're done, I'm going to I'm gonna break down every single part of this, because I've watched it probably five times. I, I want to tear Matt Gatz apart and dump him in a fucking trash can here, because that is the thing that he deserves. And I know what they're going to do in conservative. They're going to, on Newsmax and OAN and Fox News and all these, uh, these fucking shills for Trump, these... Uh, as Jim Banks calls them, these Nazi organizations, because that's what they are. Jim Banks admitted it. You call them Nazis. And how dare you say what they are? How dare you? I'll get to that. We're going to play this whole Matt Gatz clip. And I'm going I'm going to, to break it down afterwards. So let's just go ahead and play the fucking clip. February 26, 2020, House Armed Services Committee, General Mark Milley. We know we're not going to defeat the Taliban militarily, and they're not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily. You really blew that call, didn't you, General? I believe that that was an issue of strategic stalemate, and that if we had remained in Afghanistan uh, with the advisory levels of effort, then the government of Afghanistan... Well, that's that's an interesting answer to a question. It's just not one I asked. You spent more time with Bob Woodward on this book than you spent analyzing the very likely prospect that the Afghanistan government was going to fall immediately to the Taliban, didn't you? Not even close, Congressman. Oh, really? Because you said right after Kabul fell that no one could have anticipated the immediate fall of the Ghani government. When did you become aware that Joe Biden tried to get Ghani to lie about the conditions in Afghanistan? He did that in July. Did you know that right away? I'm not aware of what President Biden you're not aware Lying of the phone call that Biden had with Ghani where he said, whether it is true or not, we want you to go out there and paint a rosy picture of what's going on in Afghanistan. You're the chief military advisor to the president. You said that the Taliban was not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily, which, by the way, they cut through him like a hot knife through butter. And then the president tries to get Ghani to lie. When did you become aware of that attempt? Well, there's two things there, Congressman, if, if I may. One is what I said was the situation was stalemate. And if we kept advisors with there, the government of Afghanistan and the army would have still been there. That's what I said. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But it seems wrong now. With well, the we withdrew all the, the we withdrew all the Austin. Secretary Austin, are you capable of assessing whether another has the will to fight? No, we're not. And uh, that's the point that the chairman made earlier. That's just like an incredibly disappointing thing for the Secretary of Defense to simply say, 
I can't assess whether someone has the will to fight, but it is consistent with your record. I mean, during the Obama administration, I think they gave you about $48 million to go train up some folks in Syria to go take on the Assad government, and I think your testimony was that only four or five survived first contact with the enemy. So what confidence should this committee have in you or should the country have in you when you've now confessed to us and whether it's the swing and a miss in Afghanistan that General Milley talked to the Senate about yesterday, total failure, or whether it was your failures in Syria, you don't seem capable to look at a fighting force and determine whether or not they have the will. Well, Is recall, that an embarrassing thing? recall, Congressman, that uh, the end result was a, a, uh, uh, the SDF that we stood up that was very, very instrumental in turning the, the, the tide of, uh, of, of battle up in Syria. Oh, yeah. Turned turn it so much. You've got Assad in power in Syria. You've got the Taliban in power in Afghanistan. I mean, where have you been? The focus was, the focus was ISIS, Congressman. And, we, and, and those forces... Uh, had significant uh, effect on, on the well, ISIS it, network. It just seems like you're chronically bad at this. And you have admitted that, I guess, which is to your credit. But, you know, when, when people in the military, like Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, stand up and demand accountability, when they say that you all screwed up, when they point out that General Milley's statement that the, Tal you know, that, that the government of Afghanistan is not going to get defeated by the Taliban, well, he ends up in the brig. And you all end up in front of us, and your former employer, Raytheon, ends up with a lot of money, and we have poured cash and blood and credibility into a Ghani government that was a mirage. It fell immediately. And while the guy sitting next to you was off, you know, talking to Phil Rucker and was off doing his thing with Bob Woodward, we were buying into the big lie. The big lie that this, that this was ever going to be successful and that we could ever rely on the Afghanistan government for anything at all. You know, General Milley, you kind of gave up the game earlier when you said you wanted to address elements of your personal conduct that were in question. We're not questioning your personal conduct. We're questioning in your official capacity going and undermining the chain of command, which is obviously what you did. You, you've created this whole chain, did not undermine the chain of command in yeah, the manner did. they performed. You absolutely did. And it, did not. Well, you know what? You said yesterday that you weren't going to resign when senators asked you this question. And I believe that you guys probably won't resign. You seem to be very happy failing up over there. But if we didn't have a president that was so addled, you all would be fired. Because that is what you deserve. You have let down the people who wear the uniform in my district and all around this country. And you're far more interested in what you're perception is and how people think about you in insider Washington books than you care about winning. Gentleman's which this time has expired. Doing. Ms. Houlihan is recognized. Okay. So, Mr. Venmo there, Captain Dipshit, and it's very apparent from he, he just his questioning that he has been on the phone with Grandpa Poopy Pants for the last, uh, how uh, God knows how many days, trying to figure out exactly all the questions that he was going to ask Mark Milley. And the questions that, that the Cheeto Dust mobster wanted to make sure that those punches he got on Mark Milley, which obviously did not work. Not fucking one of them. Because they're all they're all bred in uh, hypocrisy. Absolutely all of it. I just find it kind of funny that he bought a copy of the book and keeps holding... <laughs> he bought. He purchased. <laughs> he's so mad about the book <laughs> that he bought a copy and he's advertised... He's advertising the book for Bob Woodward and Bob Acosta. He's, he keeps holding up the book like, this book here, 
advertisement, product placement. Like, he never even says that the book's a lie. Like, he's admitting that the book is true. At, at, to some degree, he's, he's actually kind of giving it some credibility by holding it up and be like, yes, this book here. You did all these credible interviews with this book and what you said in this book. <laughs> so I find it kind of funny that he went out and purchased a copy of the book <laughs> to hold up. He couldn't just say in the book, in the book peril. I mean, he couldn't just say it. You could have just said it. You didn't have to buy the book and support the book. But let's start with the book first then. Because he, he keeps going on and on and on about spending time with Bob Woodward on this book. And how, oh, that's so egregious that you weren't doing your job. That you were spending time with Bob Woodward on this book peril. And oh my God, how egregious. What what could possibly good come of that? Like if a president of the United States spent time and time and time on a phone interview with Bob Woodward about a book. You know, during a pandemic. Like in January, March, and, and April of, of 2020. When he was being interviewed by Bob Woodward over and over and over again for a book. Like Trump did. What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you... And, and then you're totally fucking ignoring how much golf Grandpa Poopy Pants played. During his presidency. So Mark Milley is supposed to do his job 24-7. Every single day. Not one interview that he can give. He is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. His fucking job is to advise the President of the United States. That's his fucking job. And he was doing his fucking job. (laughs) And by the way. What I would like to ask Matt Getz, and I'm sure federal authorities would like to ask Matt Getz, is where were you doing your job when you were trafficking underage women across state lines and paying them on Venmo on your Venmo account? Where were you doing your job at that point, or was that part of your job? I'm I'm really I'm trying to figure that out. But he goes to Austin, and you notice Austin. He he's, he he tries to question Austin, and Austin. You know, stuffs him in a locker within a matter of two questions. Because he rambles on and on and on about the Taliban and Afghanistan and how he failed and they failed in Syria with the Taliban. And Austin's like, no, no, that was ISIS. That was ISIS. That had nothing to do, that had nothing to do with Afghanistan or Taliban. That was ISIS. It was a totally different group of people. I don't know if you're aware, but they're, they're two, different, two different organizations. And oh, by the way... Speaking of the Taliban, he totally forgets, he totally fucking, he totally, Matt Gatch totally forgets that it was Grandpa Poopy Pants, it was the Cheeto Dust Mobster that made the deal with the Taliban for the Taliban to take back Afghanistan. It was his Mango Mussolini Jesus, his orange deity that did that deal. That was the whole point. That was, that was why we had to get out by September 1st in the first place. That's what they were saying yesterday in the Senate. When Mark Milley was saying, when the the generals, in general, were saying, hey, it wasn't perfect, but if we left troops in Afghanistan, it would have been a fucking firefight. And we would have had to surge more troops back in to help with a firefight. It would have been a battle. The Taliban had already made the deal with Trump to take Afghanistan. And they were already on the move to do that. It was obvious that Afghanistan was a house of cards to begin with. And the deal that Trump made made it even more of a house of cards. And made it crash even faster. But that's the reality that we had to live in. And I do find it also kind of funny how Matt Gatz, at the very end, you see Matt Gatz accuse Mark Milley. And I, you know, 
whether you agree with it or not, accuse him of skipping the chain of command. Because the, 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 the allegation there is that Mark Milley skipped the chain of command for Trump. You guys all heard this story where Mark Milley had to contact his counterpart in China. He had meetings with Nancy Pelosi. He had meetings with uh, DOD about a nuclear weapon being used. And he reassures the committee today, and he did it yesterday too, that he did not believe that, that Donald Trump was going to use any kind of nuclear force or any kind of force, for that matter, on a foreign entity rather it be Iran or China or whoever, to create this situation where somehow he could declare himself the dictator because he was throwing bombs at someone or some shit. Now, that idea came from somewhere, and it probably came out of the mouths of people like Mike Flynn, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and they were sitting in front of him saying this stuff, and people were getting fucking alarmed that someone was whispering this into fucking the Cheeto Dust mobster's ear. I mean, he takes a lot of stupid shit, a lot of delusional shit seriously. So yeah, it seemed like they were probably fucking concerned that these conversations were even happening within a hundred miles of the President of the United States. And never in the modern history have we had to have the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs be terrified, so terrified that that a, a maniac that holds the President, the office of the President of the United States, that maniac would do almost anything almost anything to retain power. That he had to call his counterpart in China and say, no, 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 we have protocols. That's not how it works. He can't just bomb you. Because that's what he did. He was saying, hey, that's not how it works. That There's legal things that happen before a president of the United States can just launch a nuclear weapon somewhere to remain dictator. There's like a legal process. There's procedures that happen. And he was reminding people who carry out those procedures, remember, bone up on your procedures because you may need them. And he was reassuring China that, hey, I've already reassured everyone of the legal procedures that happen. And there's no chance that this guy is going to launch a nuclear attack to stay in power. But the fact, the fact that he had to do all that only tells you that somewhere, somewhere there was a conversation within earshot of that fucking maniac. Now, whether he took it seriously or not, that's beyond the point. That he, that they were allowing those conversations to be within earshot of that fucking idiot. Now, Matt Gatz is totally upset that Mark Milley may have jumped over chain of command for Trump, which is not true. It's not true. Jumped over chain of command with Trump. But Matt Gatz also at the same time, he wants him to jump the chain of command for Biden. Do you notice that? How he he's so pissed off that Mark Milley couldn't fucking jump command for... Why didn't you save... Why didn't you jump command with Biden? Why didn't you? And then all at the same time, he's mad. <laughs> he's mad that he jumped chain of command for Trump. Which both things are not true. Neither one of them are true, and he's mad about two opposite things that are not true. Do you know why I said the fucking theme of today was hypocrisy? Because Matt Gatz pops up in the fucking news. He's a fucking idiot. The other thing that I think Matt Gatz, and I call him Matt Gatz. Yeah, it's not Gates, it's not spelled Gates. It's spelled Gatz. And I would imagine that it fucking pisses him off when someone says his name wrong. Gets. 
So as long as he thinks it's Gates, I'm going with Gates. Fuck him. So Matt, little Mr. Matty Gates, little Mr. Matty Gates, doesn't also realize because he wants he, he's to uh, if if you were if you were had a real president, you'd be fired. Well, there was a president that didn't fire him. Trump didn't fire him. So are you saying that Trump's an addled uh, human being that he's a such a fucking loaf that he couldn't fire Mark Milley when he jumped chain of command? Because that's what you're saying about Biden. He really can't decide that if the military that Trump had, is that the same military that, that Biden has? Because it is. The military that Biden has is the same fucking military that Trump had. It's the exact same one. How how the fuck can't we how the fuck can't this reality come to light that that we have to actually explain this to people? How in the fuck is this even a thing that you have to explain to people that when a president becomes a president, he doesn't just send off all the military and then collect all new military personnel. It's the same fucking military. It's the same military essentially that Obama had at the end of his presidency. I mean, the military changes over a four-year period and over administration, but essentially it's kind of the same military. I mean, it's not the same military as George W. Bush had because that was that was many years ago, so it's changed over the years. But it's essentially the exact same military that Trump had. The exact same. It's very similar to the military that Obama had. Very similar. How the fuck doesn't anyone know this? This is United States military. How the fuck do you not know that it is the same exact military? And Matt Gatz totally misses that he's talking about a president who can't tell, you know, right right from wrong or nine from ten or two from one. Sleepy Joe Biden, as they call him. <laughs> they can't understand that if if Joe Biden was derelict in his duty for not firing Mark Milley, for jumping the chain of command, well, it's obvious that the Grandpa Poopy Pants, the Cheeto Dust Mobster, thinks he jumped the chain of command. You're asking him the question from Mar-a-Lago. Well, from New Jersey right now, because he's he's kicked out on his ass in Mar-a-Lago. He's got to be a transient for a while. This, this is where we're at. We're, we're, we're at a failed, the failed blogger transient feeding questions to the goddamn sex trafficker who can still ask questions to a goddamn general. Unserious people asking unserious questions in a serious fucking hearing about a serious fucking issue like Afghanistan, where 13 service members gave their fucking lives to protect Americans and Afghanistan refugees, where they made fucking mistakes and killed innocent people with the drone strike in response to those service members being killed. Serious fucking shit called war. And you're holding up a fucking book and talking about an interview. Get the actual fuck out of here. We know who's questioning Mark Milley today when Matt Gatz was flapping his trap. And it wasn't Matt Gatz. It was Mango Mussolini Jesus. It was the Cheeto Dust Mobster. It was Grandpa Poopy Pants. It's a fucking cult. It's a cult. And Matt Gatz is the general of that cult. And it needs to stop, Kevin McCarthy. Take him off his committee hearings. And while you're at it, get the fucking Jim Banks out of there too. This guy, defending Newsmax. You, and Epic Times. Oh, you called them Nazis. And Millie's like, I didn't call them Nazis. You called them Nazis. You just called them Nazis. 
it's really funny, the point, and I, I don't have the gym clips to play, but I really wish I did because we're running short on time, but I wish I did because there's one point, there's one point where Jim Banks says, the Epic Times is, is in opposition of the Chinese Communist Party. Well, there's no, there's no better enemy for communists than Nazis. How do you not know this? How do they not, how, how in the fuck, how in the fuck do they not know the natural enemy of communists is Nazis? So the Epic Epic Times is the enemy of communists, so, I mean, it's very possible that they could be fascist. Jesus Christ. I don't know why we have to explain this to these motherfuckers. But I'm running out of time here. So I appreciate you joining us today. And I hope I hope you had fun with the Matt Getz thing. And, and I, I again I wanted to play the whole clip because I know I know that you're probably not gonna see the whole clip anywhere else. Uh what's gonna happen with the right wing is they're gonna play the one thing where Matt Gatz asked him the one question that Trump wanted him to ask him, the one question that the right wing, the fascists, the Nazis, the Trumpism fed to Matt Gatz to ask Mark Milley because they knew they could count on Matt Gatz asking an unserious question to a serious person in a serious fucking committee hearing. They knew they could count on that fucking dipshit to do that. Because he's a shitbox. He's a fucking shitbox. And he'll continue to be a shitbox. So my suggestion is go fucking vote. Go fucking vote. And we need to we need to talk about voting right now. If you want to know what's going to get Democrats into shape in Washington, talk about voting. There's a fucking election coming up in Virginia. And again, I can't get to it. I don't have enough time. But if you watch the, the debate... The only thing, the only conclusion that anyone who is against Trumpism, the 81 million people, that portion of them that are in Virginia, that voted against Trumpism, the only conclusion that you can draw from that debate is to vote for Terry McAuliffe. That's it. That's the, that's the thing that you draw from it. If you vote against Trumpism and you are in Virginia, you're one of the 81 million people that resided in Virginia, go vote. Vote, vote, vote. Vote for Terry McAuliffe. That's what you have to do. That's what we have to continue to do. We have to talk about voting right now. We can't wait until next next fall to talk about voting. We have to talk about voting right now. Right now. And voting for anyone who is anti-fascist, anti-Trumpism, just like they did in the California recall and piled up those votes out there. So let's keep talking about it. Let's keep talking about it on Twitch streams. So join me there. I uh, do those. Maybe we'll start scheduling those. To where you guys know a schedule of when I'm going to be on Twitch to stream. It's a lot more casual than here on the podcast. The podcast is more of a live radio type show. Uh, but, the, but the Twitch is a little different. We, we go on there and we, we, we surf through Twitter and we find all the topics, the trending topics, and we talk about all those things. So join me there. Join me next week, 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern, same time, same place, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch for the podcast. You can go download the podcast on Apple, uh, Spotify. All those directories have the the podcast. Join us next week. I think we're going to have a special guest episode also next week on Friday, uh, 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern. Again, we'll stream that on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and it'll be on all the directories as well. So pay attention to that. One last thing, though, before I go. Fuck them!
You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them.